bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP coming live from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, lost life without me. It's Britney, bitch. And I am back. All right, we are back. I'm Joey here with Luke. Uh, I mean, what a fucking weekend of football. I mean, can't even really put in the words. It's just how nuts this weekend was. Yeah, I know. It was the by far the craziest weekend I've ever been a part of. That's not even, not even close, especially for it to be <laughs> in the playoffs. Unbelievable. And I can't wait to talk about all of the games. Yeah, so – Obviously, we're going to get into these games a little bit later, but hopefully you're coming here from seeing my pinata farm because I made the most unreal pinata farm I think I've ever made of all time. It's like pure artwork. Um, but, yeah, like Luke, I haven't showed Luke yet, but I imagine when you see it, you're, you're going to love what I made. But, uh, uh, I mean, so we're going to start our uh, podcast the same way we always do, start with who's hot and who's due. My, for who's hot, old Steelers players in the playoffs right now, Melvin Ingram for the Chiefs is, like, playing out of his ass, which he could not be worse for the Steelers, and I was so happy we let him go. We literally traded him for a six-round pick, like, so dog shit, and now he's, like, finally playing up to his potential, which, I mean, great for him, whatever. And then Mike Hilton, he was, like, a stud for the Steelers. We got rid of him. Now he has an insanely huge pick in the red zone against the Titans, which, like I said, we'll get to that later too. But, like, Jesus Christ, I mean, it just kind of blows. Yeah, no, but, like, uh, it's not like the Steelers are really that far off. Like, they're right there. It's just, I feel like, quarterback. Like, imagine you guys – all these quarterbacks are so good, but imagine you guys just have someone, like, like that. Around, not obviously like that. It's hard to get one like that now, but just capable, and you guys would be just fine. Well, and with those two players, uh, we would be in the same spot on our couch yeah, anyway. But uh, it, wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered. But, but uh, I mean, that goes into my who's due. Both of our football teams, I mean, there's a perfect time for us to strike with this uh, Packers game going down. I mean, we'll get into that in just like five minutes. But uh, Keith Butler, the Steelers defense coordinator, he retired. That's a massive blow. He's been so consistent ever since we got him. And obviously, Roethlisberger's retired. And uh, our division now is just fucking stacked. Like, everybody had either us or the Bengals at the bottom of our division at the start of the year. Now the Bengals are in the AFC Championship. But, I mean, going into your team, why they're due, I mean, you got a new coach. And then the NFC North is wide open. So, like, I mean, they're due to, you know, make some noise now. Yeah, I know exactly. It's it, If Rodgers does go, which I think like, all the signs are pointing to him going and uh, yeah, I couldn't be more excited about it. Uh, hopefully, Jordan loves kind of what we think he's going to be, and he's not going to be the guy. So, I guess we'll see in that situation. But the Packers, well, I mean, we'll get into it more, but the, it's it's re- complete. If you lose Rodgers, that means you're probably losing Tegas. Tay's not going to want to be a part of a rebuild. Rodgers said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. All these guys aren't going to want to be a part of a rebuild. So, that means the only option is they're going to a rebuild if they lose them all. So, that's perfect for – us, the Vikings, Lions fans. I honestly don't think that Bob the Builder could fix what these guys 
have going on right now because to lose now, I forget it. We'll get into it later. But yeah, uh, yeah go to your uh, who's do or who's um, hot, who's do. My who's hot is like the it's like that the the strategy of just going all in for a uh, for a Super Bowl. The Bucks did it last year. The uh, Rams are doing it right now, and it seems like this is kind of the like they're the exact same team almost. They they go all in on a quarterback. They get a wide receiver that's kind of like. No one really cares. Like, everyone thinks he's washed. He's a big problem, and he, they show out. It's Antonio Brown and Odell. And then they got a young, a bunch of young guys. They got big – same thing on defense. They just get a bunch of guys on defense that everyone thinks is washed but can help them. And it's like that's two years in a row. Obviously, the Rams haven't got to the Super Bowl yet, but even to get this far and beat the Bucs, you're right there. So, I mean, it seems like the strategy is working. Yeah, like when we talk about uh, that game, that Rams Bucks game, like that's just one of the things I was gonna bring up is how similar those teams are. And like once I break down the college game, what as well makes sense. Yeah, no, it's really the exact same thing. And my um, who's due? I mean, there's nothing else to do other than what you said. That was exactly what I was gonna say. It's our team. Like it's our guys. I obviously you your team. Everyone in that division super young. But so are you guys kind of, other than a couple, like, vets that you have. You can get rid of them and replace them pretty easy, I feel like. No, yeah, I mean, like, the biggest, I guess, worries we'd have with age are just Cam Hayward and then uh, Joe Hayden. But Cam Hayward statistically is coming off his best season he's ever had. And then Joe Hayden's not worth a shit anyway, even though you'll I call him Hayden him. Island. But, yeah. You'll like, get rid of him in the offseason, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, both of our teams are – in pretty good positions uh, right now to kind of make, I mean, it's great. I mean, Steelers have been in that position for their whole, your whole life. So, I mean, it's nothing new, but yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say about Steelers before we move on though, they're interviewing uh, the Giants defense coordinator to fill in that spot. I mean, I think that's a fucking great idea. Like, I mean, I think looking at the Giants, they're only like, I guess, good thing you can kind of look at is like how their defense been playing which I mean it's not that very good but I mean it's been overperforming like he like definitely has yeah no it's been yeah they had a really good defense so if you can get that but I don't I don't I guess you guys I don't think you're in the same situation as the Bears to the extent of where oh, you, just no. need, you just need like an offensive guy that's what I'm trying to go towards but you, you guys got the talent it's just Someone just needs to play, call plays a little different, I guess, which would change with Big Big Ben gone. So, yeah, but that yeah, no, that makes sense for you guys to go that route. But uh, I mean, so in the order of which way on a breakdown last week's games, I'm like, I gotta start off with the Packers versus Niners. I mean, the amount of emotion in this game was unbelievable. <laughs> so. Me and Luke were together this weekend. Uh, there was kind of like a watch party for the one Packers fan that was there, but there's a shit ton of people. And literally it was the entire world against this one guy that was one of our buddies, but <laughs> everybody just completely shit on him. I felt terrible, but uh, yeah, I mean, Robbie Gold, former Bears, sticks it between the pipes. There's 10 men on the field for this, for that kick. Uh, on the Packers, which I don't think it matters, but it's kind of like just something to bring up. But I mean, if you think about it, this might be the greatest season in Bears history. I mean, for like, <laughs> oh, literally. one, you drafted Justin Fields, like he's looking up. Then two, you fired Matt Nagy. Then three, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are pretty much a lock to be gone from your division because of Robbie Gold's field goal. 
And then four, I mean, you guys are planning on building a new stadium. So, I mean, in recent history, this is like the greatest season ever. I mean, think about all the teams that are building, like, the new stadiums. I mean, there's a lot of excitement about around them, kind of. So, it's our turn now. But, yeah, I love. I just love how we – we just found a way to take credit for that win because we had Robbie Gold used to play for us. That's the best part about it. But I mean, yeah, what's new? Rogers chokes again and he just got way too safe at the end, just literally only targeting Tay and um, Aaron Jones. Well, I think it was 29 of his 29 pass attempts were literally only to those two guys. Like you can't win like that. And like that last play or with the last time they had the ball, Lazard was wide open, and he just said, no, fuck it. We're just going to force it to Tay, and then it got broken up. I mean, it was just an awful – he choked again. And, like, when Garoppolo plays that bad and scores six points off on offense and you're the MVP, you have to win that game. Like, there's no way around it. At home, where it's supposed to be, like, automatic win, at Lambeau, so hard to play at. But they lose all the time at Lambeau in the playoffs. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's a West Coast team coming into the frozen yeah. tundra as it's snowing. Like, I just don't get how they lose that game. And, uh, like, the funniest part about this, I think, is, like, I was on Ox, like, during this part. We had uh, music going, and uh, the Packers score. So I play Bang on the Drum all day, their touchdown song. And then <laughs> once people started, you know, getting more comfortable, we'll call it that, uh, the Niners get that blocked fun or whatever. We played bang the drum all day. Then I think at that moment, everybody just completely flipped on the Packers. It's like, oh shit, the Niners actually have a chance in this game. We need them to win. And then um, when Robbie Gold gets set up for the kick, I had a like little, what's it called? Like sound effects maker. It was either going to be the sad trombone like the wah, 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 or is it going to be bear down Chicago Bears? And he he nails it, and thankfully that was a song he got to play. But, yeah, that was fucking yeah. awesome. No, I mean, like, Rogers' sake, one NFC championship, like that's all you have for your entire – like your great career. Like, and I saw, like, all the quarterbacks that had really just as many as him. Rex Grossman's one of them. Uh, <laughs> just go bears but that's crazy and like the sep like what separated Rodgers compared to all these other quarterbacks other than grapple because grapple is absolute garbage but he wins games but like Rodgers, uh he when it got down to it he only went to his guy and when you look at uh brady it, he spread he'll spread the ball josh allen threw four touchdowns to his number two receiver mahomes no, uh, it, no well i mean i guess the reason He's got Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, and then but like, really, as, as but late like, in the, yeah, the season, as, it was yeah, all. that's fair, yeah, yeah. And then like Mahomes had he made he made, like obviously down the stretch he found found his guys, but all game it was kind of going to everyone. Burrow, Jamar Chase hasn't scored a touchdown yet this uh, playoffs. He's like the guy. So like they find their in Stafford even they. I'll get to Stafford, uh, but, like, he even, like, kind of spreads it out until it kind of comes down to when you need it, and then he'll find his guy. But if he does, if he's not open, he won't hit him. Rodgers is like, no, I'm only throwing to, to <laughs> one guy, one guy only. And if he doesn't catch it, no, who cares? It's almost like he's proved a point that, like, 
the year they picked Jordan Love, they should have picked one of those elite wide receivers in that draft class. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they didn't have like Tanyan's out, which was a big part from last year. And uh, Randall Cobb was kind of a safety blanket too for him this year and didn't have him either, but, or maybe I'll let go for a little bit, but still like the, to like real leadership, you got to trust your, all your guys. And they, it's not like they just got there. They've been, they played all year for you. MVS and Lazard. It's like, you got to trust them. You got to throw it to them. It's that's how you win games. You have more than one receiver. Yeah, but I mean, any last words about the Packers, though? We can move into a different game. Oh, uh, it's our fucking division. <laughs> they run the all these Bears fans we were with. They just kept yelling, "We run the North now. We run the North." <laughs> and I'm like, you know, we probably still will finish bottom two. But yeah, I mean, it, until it, I we figure it, things out, but we'll see. I mean, I've I'm never not going to be. I'd never be more excited going into a season than next year. It's going to be so much fun. Justin Fields is the second year. We have a new coach, new GM, uh, just everything. Rodgers is gone. It's just like it's going to be such a fun year. No first-round draft pick, though, right? Yeah, that kind of sucks. But, yeah. was worth but it, NFL's, NFL's a league where you can get those steals late in, like, the second and, like, oh, really yeah. late. So, hopefully Big we time. can figure something out there. The next game we have, though, the Bengals, they beat the Titans – Evan McPherson, or a.k.a. Kick Fierce Son, needs a statue outside of the Bengals stadium, like, right now. I mean, him calling a shot from 52 yards is, like, some BDE that every man needs in his life. By the way, BDE's big dick energy. Like, Burrow saying McPherson just goes, he, like, leans back. He's like, ah, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship, boys. And then goes, kicks 52 in – like, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty damn cold weather game. Like, he just nails it. And rookie kicker. And literally the entire game, like, that's all they did. That's, like, he's, like, the only reason why there's points on the board for the most part. But, I mean, the Bengals, it's amazing what two years difference can do. I mean, I was convinced that the Bengals would be bad forever because they legit have the cheapest ownership in the NFL. Like, they don't even have an indoor facility. Like, I just figured, yeah, the Bengals are doomed until they sell a team or, like, move from Cincinnati. But, I mean, it's also crazy how offensive, like, juggernaut team, if you will, like, beat the Titans in this low scoring of a game. Like, their defense stepped up so huge. Talking about Mike Hilton earlier. But, like, how many picks did Tannehill have? Like, three or four? He had three. But, yeah, and still, it's just so uncharacteristic. And, like, I don't know, just massive for the Bengals to do that. It's unreal. I can't believe it. Three interceptions, and, like, other than the first one, like, on the first drive, the other two were, like, big interceptions. The one was they get to the red zone, a chance to take the lead, there was a pick, and then the other one was, like, obviously the last play, throws a pick at the 50-yard line, and then all they got to do is get, like, 20 yards in there in field goal range to win. But, like, of the three games, this is by far the, the least exciting, and it still came down to the last second field goal, which is that just shows how fun the week was. But, like, Titans take, you sack Burrow nine times, you should win the game. Because, like, how many times does, like, a, a quarterback get sacked? Like, let's say it's your team, the team you want to win, and you're just like, well, this drive's over. You know, like, it just feels like it's such a uh, – it sucks when a guy gets sacked because they just lose that many yards and a down. It's just terrible. And nine times, how many possessions do they have in a game? Like, it had to be – like, how, I don't know how you lose sacking him nine times. And, but, like, Derrick Henry just – you could tell he just didn't have the same, like – I don't know, ju- like speed, anything. It just well, seemed Foreman like he was like wasn't this good, if not better. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like they could have went to him more. It just Derrick Henry just wasn't the same coming off that that foot injury. So I mean, that kind of hurt, and they fed him way too much. I feel like for his kind of uh, physical state, but and like the Titan, it seems like the Titans lost this game more than the Bengals won. Like because Tannehill threw that um that pick, it's like he just gave the win to him. But like that's the difference in the playoffs. Like you can't you can't do you can't afford to like give the other team that many opportunities and expect to win. You got to be like almost perfect. And that's what neither team was, but the Titans just blew it. And that the, they just made one more mistake than the Bengals. Well, I mean, like people are full of delusion if they think the Titans like really deserve their one seat. I mean, yeah, that too. I guess they did. Cause they didn't have Derek Henry like forever and him like this being like his first game back and that long of a times like just nuts but they were like winning without him somehow and i mean the Bengals kind of like the Bengals had to play the chiefs or the bills this round like it's totally different fucking conversation i think but yeah i think yeah. the titans they just i mean i'm getting one seed it just sucks that they get it at the state that they were at i mean if you get what i'm saying but yeah no i get you it's just yeah, like uh, they're not like a disgrace, but like for them to get the one over the Chiefs, it just it's it sucks. It sucks, but that's just how it works. Because Chiefs started off so fucking bad. One thing I want to bring up though, Zach Taylor, his tradition that he's doing every playoff win, he takes the game ball and he gives it to a bar in Cincinnati. I saw and that. They show this video of Zach Taylor on top of like a bar, like uh, what's it called bar like that bar itself yeah. like at some bar and he's got the ball up in the air and Cincinnati like everybody in that bar just losing their mind and it's like you can it just shows how much it means to that city just because they've been bad for so long I, I guess they were okay like at the end of like the last yeah. decade but like never uh, Not with them, no. like like next week it's gonna be tough uh but they're seven and a half. They're seven point underdogs. Underdogs against the Chiefs, like yeah, Arrowhead to us. <laughs> at Arrowhead, I they, they skated by these last two, but we'll see. But anyway, we'll get to this game, which should have been like pretty much like the game of the year. But then I mean, we had the Chiefs Bills, but this game, Bucks versus Rams. So the Bucks were down twenty-seven to three at one point. And then the Rams just made huge mistakes, fumbling the ball. Cooper Cup had one, Akers twice, Stafford on a snap. And, like, I think three of them were all in, like, positions where they were able to score. And, mm -hmm. I mean, like, they just almost blew it. Thank God they got the ball back at the end of the game for Stafford to make it an unreal play as he's getting hit, just a bomb to Cooper Cup. Like a chip shot field goal to win. But, I mean, like, what I've taken from this game – unreal pass rush by both teams like both teams have had like offensive line issues just like of late and um yeah like both quarterbacks were just getting rushed the entire game the rams did it like an insane job of getting the ball out right away and i mean the uh buccaneers i mean it, tom brady's like a master at that then with less targets too but uh yeah i mean and another thing i took from this game the unsportsmanlike calls the Buccaneers got three unsportsmanlike penalty calls, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's kind of like you're just breaking down. Like, I don't think those yards ended up, like, translating any points, but still, it was like, you kind of saw that, like, 
the Rams were like getting to him mentally. It seemed yeah. like, and then yeah, then just the last thing I want to say is I don't know if you noticed the amount of botch kicks in this game. I think suck up missed one, Gay missed one, and then they had two. Uh, the Bucks had two kicks that went out of bounds that ended up putting them at the forty. So it was like I don't know, just insanely weird game, but. That's, I guess I give it to the Rams for sticking it out and not getting embarrassed by Tom Brady. Yeah, no, thank God they pulled it out because the last thing I wanted to see uh, in all over social media is how good Tom Brady is and how unbelievable his comeback was when he was no part of the – he made, like, one good throw. It was that one to Mike Evans. It wasn't him. It was just the the Rams giving it to him. And what was the what would have been the worst thing of all – is none of it was Stafford's fault, and he would have got all the blame for choking that game away. And none of it was his fault because other than the snap, but that's not him. The guy just snapped the ball. He wasn't even ready for it. So, like, in order – for them to win this game was huge. I did not want the Bucks to come back and win. Like, and that, going back to that thing I was talking about earlier with Stafford, is he he spreads the ball – he'll spread the ball out to everyone – until the other team's, like, forced to be like, okay, now we can't just double cup anymore because he's throwing it everywhere else. So now we t- they take him off cup, and then that's just – he goes right to him. It's it's crazy what he does because he, it's like, you're going to take him away? Good, because I got all these weapons anyways. And you're going to not guard him? I'll throw to him every single time. And that's what he did. So, yeah, like I said, the Bucks had no reason to win this game or no right to win this game. Brady wasn't good. The team didn't really play good the Rams were the better team and that's what it came out with. Like, I feel like there's almost been a pattern though with these Rams where they like shoot themselves in the foot a lot. I mean, Matt Stafford was like the king of pink pick sixes this year. And I guess they're just lucky to edge one out, even though they shot themselves in the foot countless times. I mean, I yeah. guess I just give it to them for being able to stick it out. And remember when, Remember, like, a little bit during the year when, like, the Rams couldn't beat a good team and everyone's, like, there's, like, people saying how Stafford, okay, it wasn't just the Lions. Stafford's just not that good of a quarterback. But literally to his first playoffs win, like, year that he won a playoff game, he beats Tom Brady. Obviously, should have won by way more, but it's, like, okay, obviously Stafford's a good quarterback. Whether he wins this next game or not, it's just it was the Lions. That's how bad they were. No, yeah, and then, like I said, I mean, or like, kind of building off what you are saying, the Rams could easily won this game by fucking way more. Like, and that, I guess, is the third time of saying this. Like, <laughs> three of them fumbles were all, like, places where they could score. So, I mean, yeah, yeah the Rams played just a hell of a game. And I think they got, like, a fumble or a turnover, some kind of turnover, and then, like, the next snap was the one that they snapped it over uh, Stafford's yep. head. and they get, So, instead of, like, or maybe they punted. I can't remember. But instead of a loss of yards or whatever, they ended up. It was like it ended up being like a twenty-yard pass for the Bucks because that's where it ended. The ball ended up. What happened was uh, Von Miller got a strip sack sack yes. on Brady, and then yes. literally right after, ball just goes flying. So, and... Twenty-yard pass for the Bucks. That's <laughs> yeah. what it resulted in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll move on. Chiefs versus Bills. I mean, this is one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life, and I'm actually, like, trying hard to, like, think of a game, probably that Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. But, I mean, this is, like, right up there. So, Gabriel Davis, he scores to go by three with a minute 54 left. And I think everybody knew, like, that's just way too much time. This game's not even close over. Well, Tyree Kill scores a 64-yard touchdown 
to go by four the minute left. Then we're like, well, shit. Now the Bills have to score a touchdown. Like, I think the Bills, like, this might be over. But then Gabriel Davis, another touchdown to go back up by three with 13 seconds left. I mean, never let your girl tell you that 13 seconds isn't long enough. So, I mean, shout out Roman. No free ads. I mean, we'd love to work with you. But Mahomes puts together another two-play drive with 13 seconds left to get in field goal range. Obviously, Bucker hits it, goes in OT. Then the Chiefs score on their first drive and end it. I mean, what's nuts is that I feel like as fans watching this game, like we're not even surprised by these teams doing literally like the impossible multiple multiple times in these games. It was unbelievable. Yeah, like a joke of saying, oh, Mahomes too much time just turned into like, oh, I guess he really was too much time. Crazy. And like Tyreek Hill, that touchdown he had, it was – he did nothing other than run a like a deep drag and just caught it and ran outran everybody. No jukes, no blocking, just outran everybody. That's how crazy he is. And like I love the uh, so like obviously there's debate like who's the best wide receiver of, of the, right now, and everyone's saying Tay. Obviously, I think he is too. But you could make such a good case for Tyree Kill just because the impact he has on a game, like compared to any other wide receiver at any point in the game, Tyree Kill is just make can make a play whenever you need it and that and that's such a valuable thing well that punt uh, return too that punt return yeah exactly (laughs) and when he got that 64 yard touchdown and chucked up the deuces i'm like this this game is completely over i mean (laughs) the bills ended up scoring the next drive but still i'm like gee but uh i guess the biggest narrative from this game which is bullshit is uh overtime rule and uh, I want to talk about this. Obviously, if the Bills can't have the Chiefs, they shouldn't win the game anyway. But you could say yeah. the same thing the other okay, way. I got, I got to take about the overtime. But. but, like, so, I mean, I don't mean to, like, quote PMT, but, like, what they're saying is um, they're, like, that rule is pretty much made for, like, the Steelers when they played the Lions – if the Steelers win on the first drive, no one's going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. Jared Goff didn't get to touch the ball. Like, you know, no one it's gives only, a fuck. They just want the good, game over. But, yeah. like, I think in the playoffs, if they're going to make alternative rule, I'd be – I mean, I wouldn't be sad at all about college football play. I mean, uh, what's I, it called? Overtime rule. I don't think they should go Cal. I think they could change it in the playoffs. I think regular season you keep it. Cause right. Be, like, because it, at the end of the day for regular season – it's about – it's, like, keeping the players health. Like, no – I don't – obviously, players are going to say, yeah, it, when they lose, we wanted that ball. But more snaps, if you keep going those games, it's, like, the more snaps, the more chance of injury, the more wear and tear it has. So, like, regular season, I think it's fine. Uh, but I don't think you should go college. I think college would just be worse. Those games would take forever, I feel like. Because NFL player defenses and, like, offenses, they can score – when they're at this tired like they were, this game would have went forever because defense, the defenses weren't going to stop each other because they were just dead because that's how much they're on the field. And if college was so perfect, why did they change it too? College changed their rules yeah, because they changed it to you have to, after three, you got to go for two-point conversions. That's all it is, is two-point conversions. But So I think it should be fixed, but I, I only in the playoffs and not college though because everyone's saying that the Bills had no chance. That make they have a chance. Does the defense just not go out there? They go out there. You can st- get a stop. So it's not like they didn't have a chance. You have a chance to get a stop, 
and like everyone's saying how it sucks for the Bills, but like Mahomes and Chiefs were in that situation against the Pats too. Like they lost because they didn't get the a chance or whatever. But the only the biggest thing I have um is I hate people saying that the Bills didn't have a chance. Like every team has a chance. You your defense goes out there and can stop them. It's just whether you do or not. And and it's not like the Bills didn't have every chance in the world to win the game in regulation. You gave the ball 13 seconds left. There shouldn't be an overtime. No, exactly. And, I mean, if you want to throw this argument, they could have onside kicked it on the play, on the opening kickoff. <laughs> That's at least a couple of seconds. Like, yeah, you lost. But like, the play calling wasn't there. So, it's, it's not just that that was the difference. It's like, okay, yeah, he didn't get the ball, but those are the rules. And – it, that shit happens. That's part of the game. And you had every chance in the world to win the game regulation anyways, and you didn't. So, No, yeah, and uh, I love Tony Romo's take on that 13-second drive and the Tyreek Hill one. It's like, why are the Bills rushing for? Like, they need to get yeah. the ball out quick anyway. You're not going to get to them. Like, why not drop more people back? And then the Bills have two all-pro safeties, and they – give up these giant chunks of yards, which, I mean, you can't put the blame all on them, but it's like, <laughs> I, it's just weird. I, I don't know, like, just a total yeah. breakdown there. And I, it's impossible to guard, like, a track team and then the arguably the best tight end. And Yeah, well, I, it, it's, it's not easy. Anyway, so. But, like, I just love how the Chiefs, no matter what, they – the co- Andy Reid and Mahomes have such a great like relationship and connection that no matter what, they know exactly what to do and they're gonna they can win a game. And another thing, I this could be like, I don't, I know everyone loves Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. He's awesome. I know I kind of said like he is kind of overrated, but I think at times he can be. But obviously this game he played unbelievable. But now all of a sudden everyone's saying that he's the best quarterback in the league. Like, I don't that. <laughs> Are we not forgetting that Mahomes beat him twice in the playoffs now in the three years like Mahomes has been a starter? And Mahomes on a down year had more yards this year, more touchdowns, less interceptions, and a higher rating all year. And this was Mahomes like down year, technically, people are saying. So I just don't obviously Josh Allen is right up there with him, but I don't think you can put him over Mahomes. Grant, because Mahomes has been to a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. He's beaten Josh Allen twice, and he had a better year this year, and he has an MVP. So I don't, I, and like everyone's saying that the weapons he has aren't near as good. But I mean, Diggs and Tyreek Hill are top receivers. There's that. And then you have Gabriel Davis is probably better than any number two on the um, uh, Steelers, or not the Steelers, the Chiefs. And then obviously Kelsey's better than Knox, but it gets pretty similar, I feel like. Um, I think where the argument's coming in at is Josh Allen has an absolute piss missile. Oh, yeah. Of like, and then, but Mahomes has, like, way better arm talent. I mean, do you see a play where it's third and whatever, and it might have been fourth down, and – The touchdown that he threw? No, and uh, they're, like, at midfield. They need a first down, I know that. And uh, Travis Kelsey's lined up on his left, and he just – goes up a few yards and turns left, but uh, Mahomes starts running with him, and he just completely, like, throws the ball yeah. across his body and just right on the face mask. He's like – and then, obviously, from last year, that throw where he's literally parallel to the mm-hmm. ground, put it right mm-hmm. on the face. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, it's like the, the Bills – the thing is they gave, like, 
they did a good job. They dropped – I don't think they blitzed, like, once it seemed like. It was just – they just dropped back every time. And Mahomes had all the time in the world back there. And when you give a guy like that who can can create like that, obviously he's not as good of a runner as Josh Allen is. But he just ran all over the field, scrambled. And when when you're trying to guard a track team and Travis Kelsey – um, when a quarterback's running and they can do whatever they want, it's free for all. It's pretty damn hard to do. And everyone's like, oh, well, it's just patty checkdowns. That's what Barstool's big thing was. I watched the like live stream, like patty checkdowns. But it's like you saw early in the year they struggled because that's was their game with throwing it down the field. And then they adjusted, they adapted to it. They're like, okay, they're gonna take that away. We'll just check it down to the fastest guys in the league, the best playmakers in the league, and that's part of the game now. So I don't like when people are just saying, like, oh, all he does is check it down. It's like, yeah, because you're taking away the bomb. So why wouldn't we just get, take what the defense gives you? No, yeah, it's 100% right. And then you brought up, like, the running earlier. Mahomes obviously can get it down, down or get it done on the ground. Like, that whole first quarter, he was just, like, he ran, like, a lot. And then he had that one giant-ass run that was, like, huge for his so I mean, yeah, like Jarek McKinnon, what what an addition that was. I was just gonna say that too. Speedster, he's a speedster too in the backfield. But uh, the one thing I, you know that that last the touchdown that Kelsey scored at the end. Uh, did you? I don't know if you saw this, but like it was Kelsey's post game interview. He that wasn't the route he was supposed to run, but like halfway through Mahomes' cadence. Mahomes is yelling at him. He's like, do it, Kelsey, do it, Kelsey. Like, he's yelling at him. And Kelsey is just like, okay. So he just ran to, like, an open spot. And that wasn't, like, the route he was supposed to run. But that just shows, like, the connection they have. At, and it's just unmatched. Like, the coach, the quarterback, the tight end, and then Terry Kill. It, you can't stop those three. It just uh, – I think Colin Coward maybe or someone compared it to, like, the Steph Clay – Draymond and Steve Katie. Kerr. They just oh, all right, never mind. But playing them at home is like, and they have the such good chemistry. It's really tough to beat them. Well, no, like I'm happy you brought that up because I was gonna bring up part of it too. That touchdown to Kelsey, they show like the angle where you could see Mahomes' eyes, and that literally as soon as he snapped it, he eyed him down the entire time. Mm-hmm. They just let it fly. They knew this ball. It's like kind of fifty fifty ball, but I'm throwing it at the corner's back and. Kelsey's gonna make a play on the score, and I mean, sure she did. Yeah, no, unbelievable. Like, two Josh Allen played a a perfect game, but that's kind of that's another argument. Like Josh Allen played the perfect game. He was unbelievable. I don't want to get take that away from him, but to play a perfect game and still lose to Mahomes, it just shows how good Mahomes really is. He had a down year this year, and he has one win one win away from going to the Super Bowl. We well, yeah, had. Dave Portnoy even brought it up where he's like, that was the single greatest uh, performance I've ever seen out of a losing quarterback since mm-hmm. Tom Brady against Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah. And this was way better. This was way better than that. Cause like you just saw play after play being made. It was, I thought the game was out of reach kind of when the bills couldn't score, it seemed like they were struggling early to like score. So I'm like, all he takes is a couple of touchdowns here. The Chiefs are like one touchdown, and Chiefs just blow, blow this game out of the water. But credit to the Bills hanging in there. And the defenses at the end, I felt so bad because it was just a track me, and they were probably gassed. Both defenses. <laughs> no, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. Like that, like credit to Romo and uh, shit, whoever else, the other one. Uh, I can't fucking. Well, you get Jim Nance, but Nance, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, just saying how 
yeah, these defenses are absolutely gas. They scored how many points and like within the two minute mark, there was uh two touchdowns, a field goal, and then um then the overtime touchdown. So it's just like yeah. <laughs> how do you like Mahomes it was ten of thirteen, one eighty eight and two touchdowns or something in the last two minutes of the game or three <laughs> touchdowns. Like how like yeah, like did we talked about it last week. The uh, the future is in such good hands. I hope it's Kansas City and Buffalo every year. It's just those two trading the number ones, one and two seeds, meeting each other in the AFC Championship for how many years now? And it's just going to be such a fun little rivalry. No, oh, yeah, and we talked about that with uh, like college football playoffs too, where like oh, we see the same teams every year, or whatever. But it's like if fun. you're getting if you're getting that. Like if you're getting to watch that, you're getting the best teams. Why would you complain? Yeah, exactly. Like why complain about same teams every year when they're great games and they are the best teams? Like why? It's so much fun, and I can't wait. And you know what's even better is all the good young quarterbacks are on the uh, AFC. So (laughs) yeah, and then they're about to get like the yeah maybe MVP of the league. So yeah, like if I was if I was uh. If the Bears were in that situation, let's let it just say we're on the AFC or all those quarterbacks in the NFC, it's like we're just in another year. We're just in another 10-year drought of rebuilding, it feels like, because we can't – like, they're so far ahead of us, of so many teams, just the quarterback play. Well, like, what sucks, too, is, like, the AFC isn't just, like, a bunch of Joe Burrows and, like, Lamar Jacksons or whatever. It's, like, once-in-a-generation talents who, like – you just completely luck out getting like Josh Allen and Mahomes. They weren't the top picks in their draft class. They just came out just and now they're absolutely unbelievable. And like, how can you even go into a season with a guy and be like, yeah, I want him versus Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. I think I'm going to bet on my guy. Like you don't, like you can't. So not exactly. And like, obviously this, I don't even think this is biased either. Uh, you watch Herbert play the arm talent. Right, is, I forgot about Herbert. Yeah, obviously Burrow Burrow's right up there too. He doesn't show like the arm talent and everything, and the mobility doesn't show with Burrow, but he just can get it done. And but Justin Herbert, I don't maybe he maybe he's a guy that'll never figure out like how to win one of those guys. But it's early to say that it's his second year and he hasn't made the playoffs. Big deal. But uh, yeah, I mean the arm talent, the just the talent at quarterback with. Herbert and even Burrow, you could say, but is right up there too with Josh Allen and Mahomes, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, with like uh, Lamar and Burrow, like what I brought up is like they've shown flaws that like you can beat them with, but like Herbert, Herbert, uh, Mahomes and Josh Allen, like I really don't like, I feel like the only thing you can do to solve them is just keep it out of their hands. Like yeah, just can't it, let them on the field. Yeah, no, I agree. It, I agree 100%. It's crazy. Uh, Josh Allen had his struggles. Patrick Mahomes had their struggles. But when it comes to the playoffs, I mean, Josh Allen hasn't won in the playoffs really much, but he still got the experience of being there. So, And he's gotten better every single year. So when those two are in the playoffs, you, it's hard not to bet against them. This, These are definitely the two best teams in the AFC. And I don't think it's close. Obviously, the Bengals are there, but I, these these are definitely the two best. Well, you make an argument they're the two best teams in football. In the, in the yeah, whole entire I mean, league. Yeah, exactly. I 
I, I, I think it's definitely these three, these two, and then I put the Rams right there too. But other than that, I just, it's crazy the gap between everything else. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, anyway, going into other sports, we don't have like a whole lot of news, but in baseball, we actually got some news. So baseball Hall of Fame voting, it like just started. Uh, David Ortiz, he's leading the vote right now with 84%. And then what's surprising is, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they're sitting just right above 75% of the vote mark, which is what's required to make the Hall of Fame. I mean, if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens make it, that could open the doors for, like, a lot of people in that steroid era to potentially make it. Yeah, no, yeah, you hit it right on. That's going to open up everything if Barry Bonds can get in. Because that's – literally, that's the argument is Barry Bonds because he's got the best chance of getting there. So, if he can get in, then it feels like anybody else can get in. But if you can get like a, an, obviously if Barry Bonds gets in though, it could just you could still make the argument because it's like okay he was unbelievable anyways. But if once another once more and more steroid era guys get in, it's gonna change everything and and I I hope it does change that because we always talk about it. You still have to be able to hit the damn ball. It just so, gives you a little more power. But yeah, um, Barry Bonds. Everybody brings up the argument he had two Hall of Fame careers. So like yeah, him yeah. getting in him getting in who knows what that really means but like I said Roger Clemens though sitting right over that like early pulls or whatever I mean if he gets in that really fucking swings the door open and I don't know maybe you'll see people like Sammy Sosa I mean Alex Rodriguez he's on this voting list and he's not getting like near enough votes to make the Hall of Fame either it's like I mean who knows yeah I think it's just gonna come down to uh yeah I don't, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what everything, what happens, but baseball hall of fame is something that a lot of people really like because they like, get such a, like a, a past time. So like, that's kind of what everyone uh, looks at uh, for baseball because it's not like as easy to get in as like basketball where it just, they give it out. It's hard to get into baseball. It, it seems like obviously Barry Bond still isn't in it. And my dad literally, I've never seen him play, but, Dad's like he was one of the best players in the league before he did steroids, and you said that two Hall of Fame careers. So, yeah, no, this is this will be a big thing if he gets in about around the whole entire sports world. Uh, kind of speaking about baseball, though, I wanted to bring up basketball. Is it just me, or is like it kind of getting the WD? I mean, not WD, MLB, like attention where it's just kind of being insanely diluted. Like, I don't know if it's the span with throughout the season or what, but like, I swear nobody anymore. Cause I swear when I was in like middle school, the NBA was like the coolest thing in the world. But now like, I swear no, nobody like even cares anymore. And like, obviously the playoffs, they get like pretty good ratings doing that. But I swear that it's like, we're seeing the same thing that happened kind of in baseball where the MLB or NBA is just getting like super diluted. I think, yeah, I think, um, it's just, I think we grew up in the best era like we did because when we were growing up, you had Kobe's was still there. Uh, you had, like, teams like Dallas winning the finals. Uh, the Mello was on the Knicks, which was really fun. That that uh, Westbrook uh, with KD and, like, Chris, the Lob City team. And you just go on and on about in that Celtics and the Heat. And then you had the Spurs. Warriors-Cavs little um, uh, rivalry. And then, yeah, the Spurs. It's just that era was just so much fun because – different it was like kind of the same teams but yet it was really exciting and 
so many teams could compete that still I don't know it was just something about that little era we had it was so much different and I was that was when I first started watching but compared to now I that was so much fun growing up watching NBA like when you make it where there's like nobody right now who's really like must-see TV because like that Warriors yeah. like 73-9 team like that was must-see that that entire Heatles like team you know the big three there I mean like they're on TV you pretty much like had to watch them which they're on TV fucking all the time but like I yeah I just don't know like I I was uh looking for NBA news to talk about that I was saying about it I'm like I don't think I know one person that like really watches like I know people who like take or they'll uh keep track of their teams but like absolutely you can't turn on a TV right now and like even like hear people talk about basketball and it it does suck because they're in an insanely competitive market like during this time of year like baseball they're pretty much on an island like during the summer but um yeah I mean I think that that actually probably has like the biggest to do with it just maybe it picks up after I think we kind of like talked about this with the football we're like if without fantasy football I we like I would follow my team and obviously a little bit, but it wouldn't be as big. It kind of, I think it'd still be bigger than the NBA just because like it's only on one day that we or obviously there's one game on Thursday, Monday, but most of the time it's just all on Sunday. So that's kind of why you'd still watch it, but it's just the fantasy football, I think has such a big impact on it. Yeah. Like shit. I don't even know what I was going to say. I mean, yeah, obviously, the NFL on Sunday is massive. I mean, people make that uh, argument that their games mean more, too. I mean, which they do. But, like, the people who say, oh, yeah, you can turn on your TV and watch, I don't know, the Kings beat the Warriors. Like, that shouldn't be able to happen. But then it's like you give the argument, well, the Lions beat the Cardinals and the Vikings mm-hmm. this year. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't I, know. It's, it's wild, but. I, I still like like following along with the NBA, but yeah, like sitting down watching a game, other than the playoffs, I just don't really have a lot of motivation for it. No, yeah, and I imagine that when the playoffs get on, that'll get really nuts, just because I think teams are way more even than like any other year. Yeah, like have, there's yeah. no there's no favorite at all. So like, yeah, that yeah. should be super interesting when that comes on. But yeah, it'll be fun. But yeah, no, like we said, I like the NBA, but once until playoffs start, and it's kind of like baseball too, though. Once playoffs start, then it's really fun. Like I'll I'll watch the Twins though, no problem. Whenever I want, I don't care when. Well, if they're even on TV, obviously they never are. But, but compared to like the Timberwolves, I wouldn't want. I like basketball more, but I wouldn't. I'd rather watch the Twins than the Timberwolves. It's just I don't know if that's just how <laughs> that's just me or just how the NBA is played. I don't know. It's weird. What I mean, yeah, I think that wraps up everything I have. Unless you got any other stuff you want to bring up. Uh, I the one thing I forgot to talk about when we were talking about football, it's like noticed how all these teams had timeouts at the end of their games left. <laughs> no like shit. three timeouts. Bucks had three timeouts. The Rams had three timeouts. The Chiefs and the Bills both had all three timeouts when it got closer to the crunch time. And then Cowboys fans, they have zero. Cowboys fans, this is for you. They might cut these zero timeouts in the last possession. You had no timeouts. And you run a play where you need a timeout. Like, Dak, you, it's just funny because we were talking that little argument how, like, he had a 14 seconds and he had that run or whatever. And the Chiefs had two passes to get 
triple the yards he got in 13 seconds. Exactly. And, I mean, bringing up that Rams game, so look how impressive that play was. So Dak ran for whatever yards, and then they couldn't even get the ball down and, like, you know, get a playoff. The Rams – that play to Cooper Cup, that bomb – they still got their shit together, came down to the field, got the ball down, and then kicked the field goal. I mean, I there was more time on the clock, but there was a much bigger play. Like, it was an absolute bomb. Your quarterback just gets laid out. And then, like, you see Stafford. He got everybody's ass back to the line. He got the ball down. They won the game. Yeah, it goes back to that. Uh, I think we were just talking about this separately, how your coach, my co- high school basketball used to do this. Guy runs, you throw the ball, and, like, see what's faster. Obviously passing it. Yeah. So, when you have that much time, whether it's uh, – you can still throw it over the middle with 15 seconds, I like, easily. But you got to get going, obviously. And that's – they just didn't do that. It No timeouts doesn't help. So, obviously, that helps the Chiefs, but that's smart. Let's save our timeouts because this game is going to get good. We don't need to use them or up early. I don't even know what the Cowboys did with their timeouts or what why they used them, but this well, is all game management. If you remember all the penalties they had, I imagine one of them came at least from like a delay of game situation where you have to call a timeout. You know, yeah, like that's that's just discipline. Not really discipline. It's just game management and stuff. Really, it comes down to that because yeah, you feel like you see that all the time. But how did none of these teams that are still left in the playoffs, none of them run into that. No, yeah, that's a great observation. I guess I never even really thought of that, but yeah, um, yeah, it's weird, but but yeah, I think that wraps up everything. Um, we got another massive college basketball show coming up. Auburn's finally ranked one, so you know, we're extremely happy, but like kind of scared. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you'll get our takes about that, but uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Take it easy. This kid is a gamer. He's a follower. He's a playmaker. And a shot. In case you didn't know, I got Kibo. He's shattered from the And all he does is win. All he does is win. I got Kibo. He's shattered from the And all he does is win. All he all he does is unleash. Keep on letting go. It's time. Let him go.